I, I mentioned uh, the podcast on my SNL post this week. Yeah. And I think that was the first time he ever knew I had a podcast. <laughs> so he listened to it and he email, emails me and he says, oh my God, it was just like hanging out with you guys. <laughs> and then he said, and then you get to the TV part and I lost interest. To wait, no, I'm looking at the wrong screen. There we go. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Pajiba, the Pajiba Television Podcast. I am Pajiba comedy editor Dan Hamamura. With me, as always, are Pajiba managing editor Tori Preston. Hello, Dan. Hello, Tori. And Whiskey Baby Ninja Star Master Dustin Roll. Hello, Dan. What What does this mean, Dustin? Mm, what is, that is one of the uh, old, old, old. Uh, commenter inside jokes. I don't even remember why they used it, but they said it a lot, and we had t-shirts made, and for like six months on the site in like 2008, it was the biggest thing in the world. So it was, it's a it's a joke, it's a 13-year-old joke yes. that you no longer remember the setup to. Yes. <laughs> but the punchline is Whiskey Baby Ninja Star. Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Are these shirts still available at Pajiba.com? I don't think so. Oh. All right. Well, they could, it... be, could they be remade? I don't know. We would have to find that artwork. And I think uh, a guy who went by Skidimus Maximus uh, would hold the, uh, possess that. There was artwork for it and everything. Oh, yeah. He also designed our Murder Tank t-shirt. Wow. Which was like a tank with a bar inside of it. It was pretty sweet. Why don't we still sell that? I feel I, like... I, you know, we do t-shirts, but, you know, whatever. The, you don't make any money on it, and it ends up being a huge pain in the ass. What do you think this is? A capitalist society? Like, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, there's not enough, it's just not worth it. <laughs> For the little amount of money, you get like a dollar a shirt or something. Well... You know, I think we just need to build... We have to give people a reason to want to wear murder tanks. Sure, sure. And maybe that's what this podcast <laughs> could be. Maybe this could be our, our platform to... Murder hawk, tank podcast. Well, yeah, it's a hawk merchandise. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're definitely not above hawking merchandise. No. Uh, our own or others, if anybody's right. listening. And you feel like you want to sponsor us, we will... Tori will read anything. <laughs> like, Literally. Like, you hand her copy, she'll just go. I might not even pronounce everything correctly, but, you know, I would love to go through, like, a good page of, uh, like, a an erectile dysfunction side effects you know like i would absolutely like give me medicine side effects i, I will read them um but you know i think the real the, unfortunately we don't have the data to prove it but you know if, if you reach out to spectrum i'm sure you you know they mm, could testify mm. to the uh Pajiba bump we've given them right um, i mean so many of their shows have uh, have received the Pajiba bump and <laughs> Uh, look, we got them. We got them on SNL. I, I mean, I don't. I don't think officially we got them on SNL, but uh, unofficially, you know, it's it's in the zeitgeist. People are talking about it. <laughs> I mean, Spectrum I, originals. I I heard. I don't want to say where I heard it from because I can't. Uh, <laughs> but I did hear that specifically 
that spectrum uh skit was written uh in dan's honor mm-hmm. um it was like it was a podjiba easter egg yeah a real a real deep cut that's like the deepest level joke on on the sketch if you it's it's hard to it's hard to you know dig out because there, there's so many other jokes on top of it but right yeah that's the best that's the way humor works the best right. the best humor right the best humor is the one that goes right over your head <laughs> And they can't verify in the first oh, place. Speaking of things that go over your head, this has nothing at all to do with television. But like last night. Yes. At about 1.30. A UFO. No. Uh, uh, one of the, um, the battery was low on a smoke detector. And, you know, it'll do that beep. And yeah. it'll do it like every, I don't know, 90 seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, at first... My wife and I were both like, uh, Molly got up and actually turned on the fan and she goes, all right, we'll just ignore it. <laughs> that lasted like five minutes. We're like, all right, we got to get up. So we're like coming downstairs and we're like half dressed, walking around trying to find which smoke detector this is. And I'm standing underneath each one and waiting I, for it to go off. Exactly. And I, yeah. I don't hear it there. And then there's like one on a shelf that, you know, we took off and we haven't remounted it yet. And I picked it up and I don't hear it from that. Um, but I, I hold it in my hand and I keep walking around down in the basement looking at other uh, smoke detectors and up and up and then I'm walking around and every time I hear it I'm like it's really close by but <laughs> sometimes I was like <laughs> not even near a smoke detector <laughs> until I looked down again and realized that I'd been carrying it around yeah. for like 10 minutes but they're really they're like ear piercingly loud yeah how do you not realize that that's the coming from your palm i know right it 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 feels like it it throws the sound somehow but it would be throwing it into your face (laughs) i don't know why all right wait let's can we wait hold on can we uh back this story up a couple of hours sure um had you partaken of anything i might have (laughs) before you went to bed i might have okay um you know, was it was it edible or drinkable? It was it was edible. Okay, mm. okay. Okay. This is um, getting a lot. Of, everything's coming into focus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You had too many chocolate chip cookies. That's right. <laughs> I don't know. Just the idea of walking, forgetting that you have something in your hand as you walk around <laughs> looking for that something is. I I know that perfectly. Unfortunately, my car beeping. keys. Right, my car keys don't normally beep oh, at me. No. <laughs> <laughs> I so I have this thing. Um, like the constant noises, like repetitive noises, like alarms or anything like that, like send me into such a, like a panic state, like just like, and so like the smoke, smoke alarm, you know, cause sometimes it's like, we'll be stoking, trying to get the wood stove going or something and smoke will come out of it and it'll be enough that it sets off an alarm. We'll be cooking, you know, we'll be sauteing something and the smoke, you know, we have sensitive smoke alarms and they'll go off. And I just like immediately lose my mind. And I'm like running around, like hands over my ears, like trying to grab the thing, opening doors, walking it outside. Like, like I can't. Um, and so my husband knows when it's going to happen to like, if he, if he smells any smoke from whatever we're doing, he tries to like just go and discreetly hide the smoke detectors <laughs> so they don't go off and send me into a panic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't like my alarm clock would do the same thing. I would have to like, tr- like I would roll over and like smack it as fast as I could. Cause it just, 
I can't deal with repetitive noises. <laughs> it's good to know. <laughs> No, like any, I well, I have to always do, I finally like, you know, you have your cell phone and I would set it to some like soothing, you know, twinkle of bells or something like that, where it was like, it didn't, it sounded more melodic rather than like an alarm. Cause right. otherwise, yeah. Um, and I had a boss who would do the, she, she couldn't wake up and she'd always talk about how she had like seven different alarms set up around her bedroom, including one that like had an insert that you would put under your mattress so it would yeah. vibrate you awake because she because nothing she could not wake up oh. and i just never understood that like the i was like no i have one alarm and i wake up on the first ring because i i have to turn it off it just freaks me out yeah i i have a bunch i mean it's all on my phone but i i set like multiple alarms because i will i will wake up immediately but i will snooze like i have enough i'll wake up long enough to snooze it and i go back to sleep um and if you snooze it too many times it just shuts off so right so that's why i have to set a few um there was also a uh, i never got this or i never bought this but i i i wish i had because i think it was like a sharper image thing and sharper image probably doesn't exist anymore um but there yeah. or, or there is a version that exists but you know obviously not the cool place in the mall that had like you know no, space age that's stuff all for, that's still left it's just not in cool cities like L.A. Oh, okay. But no, you go to the wall they, and, you know. No, now Sharper Image just sends their junk to the Christmas tree store. Oh, Jesus. Oh. <laughs> yeah, all their toys. Yeah. yeah. But there was an alarm clock that had wheels on it, so it would, it would like, run away from you. And, or, like, that was the selling point. Was it, like, oh, it'll, it'll start beeping, but then it'll roll away. So that, like, you, you can't just, like, s- slap it, you know, because it's in, like, arm's reach. Jesus, like, it'll, like it'll run down the hall and then you <laughs> have to chase it. I would, no. No, no. <laughs> you I, would just that, destroy it. Oh, my God. No, I would, yeah, I would pick it up and throw it out the door before I, mm-hmm. like, oh, just, like, thinking about it is making my shoulders rise up to my ears. <laughs> like, I'm just oh. imagining all the times I fall down the stairs. <laughs> but also when you think about like that like so you know i'm assuming it doesn't have like a a way to it's not like a roomba like it can't like learn pat shapes of rooms and like skillfully avoid so if you put it like if you were in a tiny apartment Mm -hmm. so theoretically you can't put it on a table because it's going to roll off and break so you have to put it on the floor Mm -hmm. and like but if you're in one of those apartments where your bed barely fits in the room then it's going to just roll into the wall right i think stop. it was one of those it was like the kind of thing that that was programmed to with like you know very rudimentary like not even like any sensors it's just like oh i'll roll this way for five seconds and then i'll turn like you know 90 degrees and i'll roll this way for five seconds and like if it bumps into like it had those like big knobby wheels so if it bumped into anything it would just hit the wheel and then like bounce off i don't need a adrenaline kick at like six fifteen in the morning no you could totally do it with a Roomba now, though. That that's a good idea, like a you, fast you just, Roomba. You, well, because can't you you can program Roombas, right? So oh, that yeah. they like come out at a certain time. So you just well, you just have to put your alarm, your normal alarm, on mm-hmm. top of the Roomba. Oh, so it'd be like the like the videos of cats riding Roombas, except it's your alarm. Yeah. And, and humans stepping on the Roomba because they they're all half asleep yeah. and they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. But you know, it also helps clean, 
clean your room while uh -huh. yelling at you. Right. Which I guess would also be what a cat on a Roomba would do. Can Roombas possibly work? I, I don't know. Wait, what? Could they possibly work? Do they actually work? Roombas? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What, really? What's the problem? I don't know. It just always seemed like a sharper image kind of thing to me. Uh, I mean, people have them. I think, you know, depends on how big your house is and how dirty it is and how many complicated features <laughs> it has to navigate. Yeah. I mean, it does. I did watch somebody like who, who got one for the first time and they were programming it to their space. And seeing what goes into it, you're just kind of like, I get that it will work, but is it worth it? Right. Because the whole thing is it like sets up a pattern and we'll just do it. But I'm like, oh my God, like just get a Dyson. Like, right. <laughs> like it's not, I guess it depends on like how, because there are people who are clean freaks and like, you know, will vacuum every day. Like they need to, and not, not right. that, that's not freakish. That's, you know, way to be. I'm I'm slovenly, so I'm like whatever. I'll clean up the dog hair when I see it. <laughs> right. Um, it it but. feels like it feels better for that kind of like maintenance cleaning. Right. Like it's I don't I don't think it's ever going to give you like deep cleaning. No. Mm. Whereas I'm like I'll just pull out the Dyson once a week. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so now we're a Roomba podcast. I mean, we could get one. Is that what you want for your birthday? I, yeah, I take a Roomba. Do you want to Do you want to test it? <laughs> I would. <laughs> I don't think a Roomba would survive a week in my house. Well, that's the other thing. Yeah, like it's great in apartments, but when you have like a house, if you have stairs, and so you kind of need multiple Roombas. Or kids right. that would just play with it, <laughs> jump on it, and well, you know, the other thing. Seek. Well, the, what they've done now is they make lawn Roombas. Uh, they're not lawn Roombas. They're they're automatic oh, lawn mowers. That sounds extremely dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> right? But it also only works if you live in, like, a suburb, you know, and you have, like, a fence and a very flat yard. Right. Like, it has to be a consistent thing. Like, you know, I, I heard a place selling them, like, in, you know, somewhere in Vermont. They were advertising that they now had them in stock. And I'm like, yeah, you're going to have them in stock forever because nobody can use that here. <laughs> like, no. Nothing is flat. <laughs> oh. That does sound terrifying, though. People just yeah. don't like handles anymore. Or doing things. Right. I mean, you think about it. We're not that far off from just being blobby wally, wally. people. Yeah, wally people. Mm. Although, it's not so bad. Yeah. I mean, they kind of, I mean, I get that, you know, it was supposed to be dystopian, but like, uh, they yeah. still, wasn't that, it seemed kind of nice. It's only dystopian for the, for the robots. Oh, sure, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Didn't all the people have, like, big gulps? Yeah. Yeah, it seemed pretty, I mean, you know. <laughs> you don't want little gulps. <sighs> and always reclining? Mm-hmm, mm -hmm. I'm watching TV. Huh, yeah, we are basically there. <laughs> yeah. Except the chair doesn't hover. I mean, it, it won't be that far. We have to be close to a hovering chair. Well, in uh, uh, Idiocracy, it was a, uh, a chair with a toilet in it. That, do we not have those? No, no, it was like a recliner, like a lazy boy that oh, right. we could also take a crap in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> I like that they had, a, they had to have a special lazy boy to do that, whereas it's like, you know, there are plenty of people who just crap in reply. It's like, come on. <laughs> Probably just clean it off. <laughs> what are we drinking well, this week? Yeah, good, good segue, Dustin. Um, speaking of things that are maybe should never have been invented, uh, this week I'm drinking a... Uh, hard kombucha because Ooh. it was it was uh, this is another another alcohol gift and it's a berry ginger hard kombucha which basically just tastes like kombucha um, right so but is which, it good for your digestion or would the effects of the alcohol kind of um, know, negate the effects of the kombucha you know it's hard to say but they don't there's no advertising on here claiming that it's good for you and I feel like they would if they could possibly like the things that they're touting are live cultures which I guess is true and gluten free <laughs> so uh, yeah I don't I don't think they're pretending that this is good for you at all how does it taste it tastes like kombucha yeah so not it's, good uh, is fine it's fine yeah. um, like it doesn't taste less like kombucha but what's the alcohol percentage? Uh, 6.5%. That's respectable. Yeah. yeah. What kind of alcohol is in here? I don't even know. It doesn't say. Hmm. Yeah. Well, anyway. It's, uh, it's fine. <laughs> and, uh, Tori, what gift. about you? What <laughs> breakfast gift. are you drinking this week, Tori? What? I'm just drinking some wine with some seltzer again. I'm very classy. Um, No, I want to go back to... So, Dan, just out of curiosity, you you drink a lot of gifts. Yes. Which means that you kind of review those gifts. Yes. So do the people that give you all of this alcohol ever listen to the podcast and then be like, I hear you didn't like that kombucha I gave you? Uh, You know, it's possible that they are among our membership, our listenership. And uh, I stand by everything I've said. Huh. Well, I may need to start. <laughs> I think, like, what I'm hoping is that this eventually turns it like snowballs, and people start getting you worse and worse gifts <laughs> that you you then feel obligated to like talk about I mean, on the podcast. <laughs> hard kombucha is pretty bad. What was? Well, there was that canned cocktail he drank. The like. It wasn't like Jack and Ginger Ale. Oh no, that one I stupidly bought for myself. That oh, that was my mistake. Um, Never the, buy the coffee. Drink. The coffee one was a gift, uh, and some various wines. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't hate it. It's. It's. Uh, it just tastes like kombucha, which I don't drink very often. But uh, Dustin, what about you? Uh, I'm just having the old uh, Allagash. Uh, Austin Street and the Preble Street Raspberry again. They're just my three favorites, so I just have one of them. <laughs> so do you do you keep them? Do you have like one in a fridge, or do you just like actually have them lined up in front of you? Oh, I have them lined up in front of me. Are do they you, one at a time, or do you? No, do one you, at a time. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Is the order important? Yeah. Kind of. Yes. <laughs> What's the order? Well, you start with the Allagash because the 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 um. Austin Street is a little more hoppy, so that's sort of like the meal. And then you have the raspberry sour for dessert. That sounds lovely. It, it really is. So, what if 
you poured all three of them into <laughs> one cup and got a really big straw. I don't think that would be good at all. <laughs> I just you won't know. But you don't know, right? <laughs> That's what uh, I hear. This podcast is many things, but it also could be a podcast of exploration. Yeah. Um, look, if anyone wants to send me, uh, you know, some terrible novelty beer, some novelty whatever, I I will accept it absolutely. What was the? There was some terrible, was it a Bud, some new Budweiser that was coming? There was something gross that we read and we were like, oh, we should try that because it came in like awful flavors. Oh, well, we were talking at one point about Coca-Cola coffee. No, but it wasn't that. It, oh, there was, okay. a, there was, was like one a after that that was like an alcohol. Yeah. It was like, was yeah, it Bud Light Seltzer? Oh, God. Might have been. It was something like that. But they, they were coming out with some terrible new flavors or something. I don't know. I probably should just remember what it is before I talk about it. But um, I'm a little bummed that we then forgot because I really was into all of us buying it and like sampling it together. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Yeah. Maybe uh, we all should just sign up for that wine service that Dustin has. Yeah, that's right. I still get texts like every other day, but I don't get packages. So is it officially canceled, or are you like it, it, you no, just? No, it's honestly canceled. Oh, okay. You didn't just like keep putting it on like a hold. No, no. Okay. Finally, got the courage. He finally went down to their office and <laughs> said, "No more." I'm still waiting for another box to show up that he gets billed for, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he'll have to call to be like, "I thought I canceled." All right, you said this is the first show. I gotta go take out the dog. Bye, Penny. What is All our right. first show? Uh, I guess it's the shrink next door. Oh. Or, or well, I mean, we can't talk Yellow Jackets because we need Dustin for that. Yeah, and we can't do Sinkhole because we need Dustin for that. Yeah. Well, then I guess it's yeah. I mean, you watch Shrink Next Door. I did watch the first episode. Oh. Do you think you're going to watch the rest? Uh, Oh. So, so, I'm hoping that that one of you or both of you watched the other episodes and can tell me if it improves or not. But I did watch the other episodes. Okay. So, so to back up, The Shrink Next Door, it's a new Apple TV show uh, created by, uh, it's based on a podcast, which was, I guess, Real Events. It's uh, created by Georgia Pritchett, who wrote on Succession. She wrote on uh, Run. Uh, she wrote on Veep, I believe. So yes. she's she's like a talented writer, been around the HBO you know arena a lot. Um, and the show is uh, stars uh, Paul Rudd, Will Ferrell, and Catherine Hahn as kind of like at least in the first episode, it's kind of like the three main people you see, um, and it's. It's about a, it's, so far it's taken place in 2010 and 1982, I believe. And in 2010, we find out that Paul Rudd is a big success and Will Ferrell's mad at him for some reason. And then we go back to 82 and we see when they meet. And they meet when Will Ferrell is a nervous uh, fabric merchant who goes to see a shrink, which is Paul Rudd, who... Seems to help him get out of his shell a little bit, or possibly is just setting him up to take advantage of him. Um, and that's basically all that happens in the pilot, yes, or in the first episode. So, 
again, I know it's all set up, so I probably should keep going. But well, how much of the story were you familiar with before you started watching? I know none of the story. I didn't even know oh, okay. this was based on a podcast okay. until they said that at the beginning. Yeah, so it's a and it's yeah, so it's a it's based on real people like this mm-hmm. actually happened. Mm-hmm. Um and I I do agree. I think that the I understand why they're laying it out because it, it very much it has that podcast feel where it like delves into the setup of the main event for so long. Right. So it's like, you know, you kind of know that an event takes place, but we're going to, you know, walk you through who these people are and how it eventually built to that point. The problem is that it just was in the length of time that these two, that these two people that Will Ferrell's character and, and Paul Rudd's character are, you know, the length of their relationship mm-hmm. is it's like decades. So right. it, it, you know, it, there definitely is a bit of like a, it, I think so I watched the first three episodes and it isn't until the end of the third episode that you really start to see the lay of the land. Okay. Um, it's basically like the second episode is kind of, um, you're starting to see some things that are unsettling and some things that are like, you know, I mean, the question that they're playing the whole time is, yeah, is Paul Rudd legit or is he taking advantage right. of um, Will Ferrell? Mm-hmm. And then in the third episode, I don't, I mean, do you care if I spoil like certain things? I, for my, I'm fine with it. Okay. Um, Dustin, so, did you watch all three? I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I mean, you know, the main thing is that like uh, Paul Rudd becomes more and more dependent or, um, Will Ferrell's character becomes more and more dependent on Paul Rudd's mm-hmm. and uh, and you see Paul Rudd kind of starting to use Will Ferrell to um, live out his own thing. So he, like he was upset that he never had a good bar mitzvah. So he convinces Will Ferrell that like Will Ferrell should should have a, you know, now that he's like in his he's turning 40, he should have another bar mitzvah mm-hmm. that Paul Rudd plans and basically like makes it about himself. Got it. Okay. But, like, it still ends up being a healthy experience for Will Ferrell, and it starts driving a wedge between him and his sister, Catherine Hahn. Because mm-hmm. she starts being like, this is all bullshit. Right. And he's like, but it is helping me. And so right. you kind of understand where everyone's coming from. Like, Will Ferrell is getting stronger. Mm-hmm. Paul Rudd, you know, whether he's doing it selfishly or not, like, does seem to be helping, and you can't quite tell. And and Catherine Hahn, as much as she does have her brother's best interests at heart, she, she also is overprotective. Like, everyone... You know, there's kind of a lot going on. Um, but the third episode, you see kind of the other shoe drop, which is uh, like the wedge that has been driven between uh, Will Ferrell and, and Catherine Hahn. Uh, they have this big blow up and she breaks into his apartment because you find out like his parents died and left um, their fabric business to him mm-hmm. and left him as the executor of their estate. Mm-hmm. So there's like a trust fund that is for he, him and his sister, but he's the one in control of it. They didn't give her access. So she's going through a divorce. She has to get him to sign off on everything if she wants to access any of that money. Mm-hmm. And because Paul Rudd's character has been, you know, now that there's like all this bad blood and everything, like, you know, Will Ferrell starts stand, standing up for himself kind of and just kind of putting the foot down like, I, you know, I'm not going to just give you whatever you want. Right. And so she breaks into his apartment and opens his safe where a bunch of his parents like jewelry was and steals it. 
and was like, you know, he kind of leaves him a note. So mm-hmm. it's the middle of the night. He calls Paul Rudd in, in a panic. And he's like, she's she's stolen this. She might be raiding our house in the Hamptons. She might be emptying this other bank account. And And he's in such a panic, he doesn't realize what he's saying. And he starts listing off all of these bank accounts and all of these assets that he has. And he realized that he's like a multimillionaire. Uh, okay. And none of that had been apparent. Like, you know, that he's like kind of struggling with this business and like, yeah, like parents left him some stuff, but you don't quite realize the scale of what he was left. Right. And so you see him just kind of inadvertently like divulging all of this information to Paul Rudd and Paul Rudd's eyes are just lighting up. Mm hmm. And so I think it is, it, you, you don't really kind of, that, that is the thing that you're waiting, the, the penny that has to drop for the rest of the show to happen. Right. And that doesn't happen until the end of the third episode. Okay. Um, and they drive out to that Hamptons house and you can see that it's the house um, from the beginning of the, from the, the flash forward scene. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. So, um, so yeah, Paul Rudd is going to take advantage of him, probably move into that house uh somehow and and you know resentment will build right (laughs) um so i'm still interested i'm very interested to see where it's going to go but i you know i think that it is a bit of a slow start um and i understand why they need to establish all the characters but i also think like maybe there could have been a bit more of that information about where it's all going for you to hold on to I mean, I guess it was it was a little bit it was a little odd only in that the so so the the first episode begins and ends in the the present of 2010, which is where we kind of see where they are. Um, you know, we see where they are uh, at the uh, at, seemingly at the end of this journey, right? Or or right. at least after after all of these events have happened, certainly, and um, it was. What's the way to put it? It was, you know, it, it wasn't, it was kind of not big enough to be, to like, to, to make me think like, oh, wow, I can't wait to catch up to this. Like, be, <laughs> because it was, it was mostly like vandalism, which like, okay, I get, I, I see that Will well, Ferrell's he, character who we're not seeing is clearly upset. Wasn't um, he also covered in blood though? He had something on his sweatshirt and you think he's digging a grave, but then he just drags a piece of cow art into it he did have blood although it was unclear whether that was something that happened to him right like while he's like it kind of played like it's like it didn't play like oh my god i killed somebody it played like oh i injured myself while digging this hole right um so which i mean you know maybe it i don't know it it didn't um it played weirdly it played in a weird way that I was, I was like, I don't like when you know, when you normally do that kind of big, you know, hook question mark of the series, then it's like a dead body or it's like, it's, it's normally something so big that you're like, oh, okay, well, we know we're coming to this giant thing. Right. Um, well, and, and I think the twist is that it's not about what Will Ferrell was doing on that night. Right. Like instead of a dead body, like what they were actually establishing was that location. Right. And so you begin thinking like, oh, Paul Rudd is really successful and this is his like fancy mansion. And Will Ferrell is somehow just on the outskirts cleaning up. Right. Um, and then you get to the end of, you know, and then you get to the third episode and you realize, oh, no, that was always Will Ferrell's house. Right. Right. 
So what is so, how does Paul Rudd end up moving in? Right. But it's weird um, because yeah, you have between that first episode and the third episode, like that doesn't come into focus <laughs> until right. then. So, yeah, so if, you're just if sort of like come what? In, if that had come in the first episode, I'm like, oh, I understand. Right. Um, but I mean, it, it's clear by the end of the first episode that Paul Rudd is going to take advantage of him. So right. that I mean, emotionally, the stakes are set up. It was more just a question of like, oh, do I want to keep going? I mean, mm. I, I I do like everyone involved. Um, yeah. I mean, so. it's also interesting because it's like not an overtly funny. Like, I think that both they're both everyone in it is performing very well. Right. But it's just but so it, I mean, it's but, interesting to see this cast that, you know, has such strong comedic chops and they're all like actually playing it very straight. Right. But you, it's hard to tell if it's like a comedy or a drama. Yeah, because they are over-the-top characters, but they're not being funny. Right. Like, it definitely played to be more like a drama that happens to have very clever, like, people who say clever things like a comedy. Right. So you need actors who have comedic timing who can pull off, who can be clever and witty in that way. But it's not, like, it's not written as a comedy comedy. Yeah. I mean, it's like you, you, like, I want to laugh at everything Catherine Hahn does, mm-hmm. but she's not ever, like, nothing she's doing is actually funny. Right. Like, her delivery is just so great at being, like, you know, this angry kind of, you know, no-nonsense woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, same thing with, like, Will Ferrell can sell, like, a guy, you know, having frequent panic attacks and feeling very weak and, and suddenly finding, you know, trying, struggling to find his inner strength and be more confident and Paul Rudd kind of uh, as this slick, you know, uh, psychiatrist who's always wheeling and dealing. Um, and you think that he's much more successful than he is. And mm-hmm. you start to see through his lies or whatever. Like it's, it all, they are over the top characters. And I do, I understand why it's like you, you kind of want, yeah, like comedic performers to play them but yeah nothing in the script is right. actually a joke like there are it is not it's not really funny mm-hmm. like i think that they are wonderful in it but yeah i don't know i'm enjoying it but i it definitely wasn't quite what i was expecting it seems to me that it moves a little bit like a comedy and then it the tone the tonal it, it's jarring tonally yeah. To me. Well, because it's somewhere, because it's also, you know, it's based on this podcast. And I think it's somewhere, we're used to podcasts that are very much uh, true crime. Right. But the true crime is normally murder. <laughs> you know, there's a death, there's something dramatic. And here it's like, it's just, you know, it's fraud. It's, you know, it is a long, it's essentially, you know, a 20 year con. 20, 30 year con that's pulled. Um, so I, I, you know, I think that it's, you go in expecting um, the kind of docu-murder feel and, and ultimately you're getting, an, you know, more of a, uh, a small scale cult. <laughs> you know, it's, it, it's not quite brainwashing, but like, that's kind of what it is. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
so I don't think, you know, I think that's another challenge to the tone is that unless you were familiar with the story going into it. Because right. even then, like, you know, you think about something like Dear, was it Dear John? Mm-hmm. Where it, you know, it starts out and it could be just, you know, manipulation and all this stuff and a con, but it still ends in violence. Right. And so here I feel like they, they kind of set up that scene to, to tease like, oh, there will be violence, except like, I don't think there will be. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't really. So you know, it, the, you know the podcast that it's... I haven't, oh, I hadn't heard it. I was familiar with the story because I've, I've read a bit about what happens. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but... Well, don't spoil that. No, I don't want to. No, I was just okay. curious, yeah, like how much background knowledge you knew. Yeah, I can't say. I could be wrong. Maybe there is murder. Maybe I'm I'm misleading you. Maybe everyone dies. <laughs> you're not Dustin, though. No. So, if it was if you were Dustin, I would I would assume that you're lying about everything. I, yeah, I'm not lying, but I am frequently, you know, ill-informed. <laughs> so I'm sticking with it. Are you sticking mm-hmm. with it, Dustin? I am. I I I, mean, I would, even if it were really bad, probably. Just because it's the kind of show that I feel like I need to watch. Mm. Like Foundation, which is just horrible now. It's not horrible. It's Come so on. bad. No. I haven't watched Foundation in quite some time. Oh, Jared Harris showed back up. He walked out of that thingy. What about the, wasn't there a whole, like, uh, Lee Pace walks in sand episode? Yes, there was. And there was. I feel bad because there were a bunch of photos online where it was like, oh, he's all like sexy, like in the he desert. And then you watch the episode and he, no, you watch the episode and he's so sunburned. It's like a lot. He's like, he's literally bright red. He looks <laughs> like a lobster. And then I was like, I would 100% be attracted to lobsterly pace. <laughs> so um, it, it was actually pretty hot. But beyond that, it was not a good episode. It was fine. <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot to that episode beyond that. Right, that's true. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what's going on. I, I still enjoy the show. Mm-hmm. I do not. It's the last thing that I watch every week. Oh, I'm so happy that one woman got an arrow through her throat this week. She's, Wait, who? Oh, no. Oh, she's yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Her. The woman, the the huntress woman, the one who's like staging, she's like... She, like, invades Terminus to, like, get them to take her to this spaceship so that she can crash it into the capital planet um, as, like, revenge for her people. Do I even um, know who that character is? I don't think so. She only got, like, one <laughs> eye. I don't, well, when did you stop watching? <laughs> uh, I stopped watching when, uh, on Terminus, the, the woman, the security officer woman was, like, wandering around in like an abandoned thing and then like other people showed up and they're like they have guns or whatever okay so she shows up she's one of the people with the guns so that's, oh, okay, that's okay. her introduction so yeah you were about to meet her okay cool <laughs> um yeah i mean she's fine she was really she just was like i understand but it was really annoying and it was very satisfying when she finally got killed off do we ever get to see uh gall again gail gall Gail, yeah. Yes. The the lead the character who seemed like she was going to be the lead in the right. first two episodes. Yeah. She does yes. come back. Okay. She comes back and then she goes away again and I think she'll be back eventually, but you know, she's like floating through space right now, so like it was going to take a while. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, I guess. Yeah. All right. 
Good to know. That's fine. I'm, I, you know, I think it, it shows a lot of promise. Uh, is it, Hurst just walked is out it, of the thing. Is it better than uh, Invasion, Dustin? No. Invasion's good. I mean, oh. I like Invasion. I mean, it, it's, it's just stories about people that just, I mean, the invasion itself, until this week, felt like a MacGuffin, but this week the aliens came out and. No, you actually shit up. saw them. Yeah, well, we saw one. And it was an alien. Yeah. The weird alien. It looks like a, a stomach with, like, um, I don't know, <laughs> spider legs in its mouth. <laughs> Could it be a rubber mask? <laughs> no, no, I, I, I mean, it, it didn't have legs or anything. It just sort of, like, I don't know what the hell it was doing. Blobbed around. You kind of blobbed around. But if you're a blob, how do you, like, build a spaceship? With their minds? Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Or maybe maybe the blob can shape itself into, you know, some semblance of appendages. You know, blobs are malleable. It's true. Anyway, it was a good, intense show. Is it better or worse now that the aliens are there? Well, this episode was... uh, only about the aliens like all the other ones you hadn't seen it and then it kept bouncing around between these four stories and this week it just stuck with one story of this uh, woman and her family being attacked by the alien okay so is so it is an invasion and we know it's aliens and everyone is in danger yes okay but we don't know what the motivations are or what they're trying to do. Are they trying to take over mankind? Or And we're sure it's a lot of them. It's not just... It seems like there must be quite a few of them because these all these stories take place in different parts of the world. Hmm. And we're sure it's not some sort of like, <laughs> you know... Yeah, like, I, you know, I don't want to just blame the Russians for everything, but like, could it be a hologram mm-hmm. or, you know, or like, like, a, like a hoax or like, you know, you said it was a blob. Like, could a person fit inside of the blob? It was a blob that took out like a platoon of, uh, of the military. And yet this woman uh, killed it with like a piece of glass. But right. bullet, well, now, now it doesn't make any sense. But yeah, bullets didn't kill it. So well, how, how did it take out the platoon if it's just a blob? Uh, I don't know. I, I have no idea how it moves around or how it manages to do what it does. They don't show it? It just sort of happens? Oh, yes. The woman comes up upon the platoon and they're all, like, dead on the side of the road. So you, like, Yeah, so you didn't bodies. see what it did. Right, right. I'm glad you're enjoying this show. I'm still not sold on it. I want to see blob action if it's if it's going to be a blob. I want well, to see that blob move. It yeah. feels like it's more of an, uh, an action-y thing now. But it's a, it looks like a really expensive show, too. It's very well done. So how many episodes did it take it to show Aliens? Mm. Five, maybe six, I think. No, maybe six, because there were three in the beginning. 
Oh, I forgot that there was a 2005 invasion. A show or like a an TV actual? show? Okay. <laughs> with uh, William Fickner. Oh. Eddie oh. Cibrian. Wow, that's got to uh, be quality. Kari Matchett uh, went for one. See, Tyler Labine was in it. Wow. That uh, guy is in so many, like, Evan Peters shows. Your favorite show? No, his favorite show is The Resident. Come oh, on. yep. Sorry. My bad. My how mistake. can you not... How come you can't remember all of these medical shows? You know, it's it's it, it's my mistake. I, I should have I should have remembered. Um... Uh, wait, so that's... What was that one? In the aftermath of a hurricane, a Florida park ranger and his family deal with strange occurrences. Is that the plot of this? That's the plot of the other invasion. No, I'm asking Dustin if that's also what this one is about. Oh, yeah. Is it a remake? Did we lose Dustin? I think we lost Dustin. (laughs) Or maybe maybe he had to go take Penny out. Um, Oh, well. Well, at least well, we got through. We'll never know. We'll never know. Oh, it's created by Simon Kinberg. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. I just always think of, whenever I hear Tyler Levine, I always think of Reaper. Yeah, me too. Remember Reaper? That was a really good show. Reaper was good. I would have, I, I would like to see Reaper again. Or if they redid it, or a new one, a reboot. Just did reboot that, it. Just just bring them back. Did that make it through? Did it get a second season? I can't remember. They got two seasons. Yeah. They did get two seasons. Well, yeah, because yeah, it was like it was right in the middle of the writer's strike. Yeah, um, I feel like their second season maybe was, uh, or was their first season? Their first think, season was writer's strike. Right. So I think they got the second just because it was like, like, kind of seemed rude to kill it when it was everything was so screwed up. <laughs> Yeah, but that show was it was it was fun. It was. Uh, I still remember. It's Ray Wise has yes. one of my favorite uh, line readings ever in the pilot when he first meets Sam, and said, and he said, and he's like, "Oh my God, are you a carjacker?" He's like, "I'm not a carjacker. I'm the devil." <laughs> and he Ray Wise just looks like he's having so much fun in that moment. Oh. Yeah, his, like the reason to watch the show was 100 percent him. Right. I mean, like, uh, not that the show wasn't good, but it was just, like, his performance set it over the top. Oh, totally. Um, and then you had, uh, you, had a, you had a young Ken Marino. Yes. Uh, Michael Ian Black was in it. Oh, Army mm-hmm. Hammer was in it. I forgot about that. Oh, I forgot about that, too. Um, and it was, uh, the, the creators of that also created... Um, Kevin Probably Saves the World, which feels like a Dustin show from a few years ago. Oh, yeah, Jason Ritter. Yeah, uh, and um, they put, as Easter eggs, they put the two leads from Reaper into one episode. So, technically, they exist in the same universe. Oh. Um, and then they did Emergence, which uh, also a bummer for only one season. Uh, and they did Agent Carter. They've done yeah, a lot of shows. Say, yeah, they've that, done like, actually. They're they're fine. They're doing fine. Yeah. No, I know, but it's just a bummer <laughs> that like they've done a lot of shows that are that were interesting to watch, but they don't last very long. Yeah. Um. um anyway. Uh, 
so Dustin, is there anything else about Invasion that we need to know? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Watch it. <laughs> I'm not going to. <laughs> I want to hear how it ends before I commit. Right. Mm. The aliens win. Well, I also, it's so hard to trust Dustin. That's true. <laughs> he could be like, no, it's all aliens. It's just blobs everywhere. Just firing blob guns. And, pew, pew, pew. and then I watch it and it's like, it turns out it's, it's actually about a fake alien invasion and there are no blobs. <laughs> right. That was, uh, yeah, Ryan Murphy. <laughs> there is one, uh, one place that we can trust Dustin, though, because where he'll never tell us a lie. And that's uh, when we go into the sinkhole, <laughs> plonk, with Dustin, where every week Dustin tells us about the latest happenings on La Brea, uh, now renewed for a second season, so this segment will be back. Congratulations, <laughs> Dustin. You now have two great shows to, uh, to cover Yay. for us, uh, La Brea and <laughs> Manifest, whenever it returns on Netflix. Uh, so, Dustin, what happened last week? On La Brea. Uh, there was a snowstorm hurricane in Los Angeles. In modern day or? No, no, BC? back, back, back okay. then. And uh, for some reason, a uh, heroin guy and his mom decided to take cover under a pile of rubble, <laughs> which caved in. And they got trapped. And then most of the episode entails people trying to rescue them. And eventually they use like a uh, gunpowder from a bullet and a defibrillator to create a bomb and blow open the rubble so they can get out. It wasn't that interesting, but the interesting stuff sort of happened topside. So last week, uh, Dr. Aldridge, before uh, Gavin decided not to fly his drone into the sinkhole, Dr. Aldridge is like, go back to the beginning, and then gave him a date, November 16th, 1988, and that's supposed to mean something. So this week, um, he goes, oh, that's around the time that I was adopted. I need to go visit the woman who, the nanny who took care of us before we were adopted. So he goes to visit her, and uh, she says, yeah, on that day you were walking up the street when you were 12, and you were with a woman, and he's like... <laughs> you fell into a sinkhole. I don't remember a woman. And she's like, yep, there sure was. And then uh, he tracks this woman down. And um, when he finds her, um, he's about to go in the house and he sees that she's got a shack with the same handprint that is everywhere below. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So she's somehow connected. And I don't know why Dr. Aldridge didn't just say, hey, go to this woman's house. She had to say, like, here's a date. Now you do a little scavenger hunt until right. you figure out what the hell I'm talking about. But, um, yeah, so somebody topside has apparently been down there and returned or started a cult that they took down there. Mm -hmm. I mean, is it possible? Was he born in the past and came forward? Oh. Oh. That's possible, too. That's cool. So the, the, the handprint people still know, still know uh, no real understanding of what they want in the past. No, we did, uh, one of the leaders said that there were a lot of people like the La Brea sinkhole people that have come in through their time. And they sort of like, and when they find that uh, Civil War girl, they're like, oh my God, people are coming in from different periods. 
Right. So, uh, yeah, that's where they are with that. Okay, but they're still like, we will kill you if you come back. Yes. Okay. But now the the Brea people think that it's possible to, if another time hole come, that lots of time holes will come open, that they could go back into, but like, they might end up in like seventeen forty or something. Wait, what happened to the person who jumped out of the drone and may or may not have gotten spliced when the sinkhole closed? Oh, she did land. Okay. No. So she didn't Wait. get spliced. No, 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 no. Never mind. She didn't land. I don't know. Nope. She hasn't came, come back yet. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Um, have we ever seen the traffic cop who disappeared first? Yes. Oh, Okay. Uh, alive or she was alive and she was handing out snacks in like the third episode oh I meant to tell you that yeah good for her yeah I don't think I've seen her since but she's alive but she does exist they didn't forget that's right all right um what's uh what's going on with the love triangle between husband and best friend pilot guy and Natalie Z or or best friend pilot guy and John Cena maybe yeah John Cena's out of it yeah he's no longer part of the love triangle um, I don't know there wasn't any tension this week because they were not only Z's character had been exiled but before she could go the rubble fell so and she saved them so they decided not to exile her wait she was exiled well oh because she didn't want them to take off right right yeah okay so she, yeah. So they booted her from the community, but before she could go, the windstorm came. But there wasn't any... Op- she did work with Pilot Guy to create the explosive, but there wasn't any awkward sexual tension. Unfortunately. Man, this show really needs to figure out who we're supposed to root for, and then give us re- reasons to root for them. I think we're a little bit rooting for, like, time. You mean the concept of time? <laughs> I'm, I'm rooting for the suitcase full of heroin. <laughs> oh, what about the the son who is uh, healed and the um, oh the, John Cena's daughter, the daughter and and maybe stoner guy? Um, the daughter and uh, not only his son did go off this week and almost kissed. But then the windstorm lifted right before they were about to kiss, and she's like, "Oh, the windstorm's up. Let's go." Oh, <laughs> oh like they were trapped by the windstorm. Right. Yes, in Got like a, the back of an eighteen-wheeler. Oh, okay. Um, what about uh, the daughter topside? Has she had any story? <laughs> mm, she mostly just like says things like, "No, Dad, don't do that. I don't want to lose you too," or. Do that, Dad. You gotta save them. Okay. Well, that's not clear at all. <laughs> well, she, you know, changes her mind a lot. <laughs> <laughs> She's the most thinly written character on the show. She really it. is, yes. <laughs> well, uh, it's almost like, why did you need another child? Yeah, I'm not sure why that's... It, she has... Not, I'm sure at some point they'll use her because they have yeah. um, Ioni Sky as the aunt, or yeah, yeah, not Jamie. Oh, Hicks, right, Ioni Sky. 
Yes. Is you know, she going to start hooking up with the husband? She barely shows up. Yeah. I'm sure she's busy. Well, she's... Yeah, I don't she's know. She's Ione Sky. I know. <laughs> That's true. She's the cheese and she's the macaroni. <laughs> what? Beastie Boys. Ad Rock. She's the cheese and the macaroni. Because... Oh, that was Jamie Gertz. God damn it. <laughs> Ad Rock was married to Jamie Gertz, right? Not... No, no, no. Ad Rock was married to Ioni Sky. Oh, okay. I just don't know okay. the, the cheese and macaroni thing. Oh, yeah. It's a lyric from one of their songs about she, she's the cheese being Ioni Sky. And he's the macaroni. Got it. But now she's married to Ben Lee. She is? Uh, according to the internet. Really? Yes. That's so interesting. Huh, indeed. Is he macaroni? I I don't know. <laughs> Maybe she puts her cheese on something else now. I mean, cheese goes with everything. Yeah, it's true. He's like the pasta. Pasta comes in all sorts of shapes and sizes. <laughs> it's not all long and thin. <laughs> I wasn't going to be sizest about it, Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay um have we have we gone into the sinkhole is there anything more i don't think that. coming out of the sinkhole <laughs> all right <laughs> well it's been another exciting installment of into the sinkhole plunk with dustin um thanks dustin so many so many more of these to come we're, we're so you're welcome <laughs> so we're much. so we're so excited. Um, Are we going to get the double up, the, the faded double up where Dustin has to cover Manifest and, and into the oh, sinkhole at the same time? I mean, that would be that would be great. That would be lovely. That would be a full episode, obviously. Yeah, no, we, we could just take, we could just sit back. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'd be nice. Knitting. We wouldn't have to watch anything. We could just, you know, have a hobby. Really, really work on work on ourselves, you know. Personal oh, yeah. growth. Oh, self improvement. <laughs> I'd start learning how to do pull ups. I mean, I understand logically how to do them, but I can't seem to get my body to like do them. Mm. But I could work on that, and all the time I'm not watching television because Dustin yeah. will watch all of it. Did we lose Dustin again? <laughs> Did he quit in protest? <laughs> I feel like we may have lost Dustin again, which is great. And this is all staying in. I, yeah. I don't know if I said that earlier, but it's, it's all definitely staying in. Um, and it's always when we actually have something to ask him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess we should, he'll catch up, but we could start talking about succession. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, let's since, do that. Since that's something that we've all seen. Even me. I mean, it was a, it was another good episode. So it was, so this week was the, um, the, the board meeting Yep. and whether it was going to be a vote or not. And they end up coming to a deal at the last minute, which wasn't actually signed because they just kind of made the agreement and the lawyers were going to go off and do it. So I'm right. still waiting for something to happen out of that. Right. But it did feel fairly definitive at least right. for now. Um, right. What didn't seem clear was whether or not they got the right to veto the kids. No, they, no, they didn't. They didn't get the right. They to veto. didn't get that. Yeah, they just lost the Jets. 
Yeah, that and, was because that was the counter. It's like, well, if you won't give us that, then you have to lose the jets, and then and yeah. give up the board seat, right? Well, no, they gave yeah they gave them a, a board seat, so they and gave them added they, their own. and then added another one for them, right? Um, but the problem is like the idea was that Sandy, the daughter, and Shiv, the daughter, would get those additional board seats. But when Shiv relates it to Logan, once he's stopped being piss mad, um, <laughs> she kind of walks it back. She's like, you know, it would be for like me or, or Connor or like, you know, one of the kids, you know, to be on the board. And it's like, so now Logan is clearly not going to let her have that seat. Right. Logan was being really... Something else. Rude. I mean, I mean, he was piss mad. So like there was, he was genuinely sick, but also he cannot handle when she does anything. Right. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, well, it was fun to see one, uh, the, the kind of comedy of errors of what happens when he's incapacitated and, and everyone else is, you know, Someone has to make a decision, but no one wants to actually make the decision. Because eventually he'll be feeling okay and right. you'll have to answer for it. Yeah. Right. And you see why, because even though, by all accounts, you know, what Shiv did worked and was successful, uh, she's punished for it, essentially. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, uh, uh, and for, for Roman, he gets to get yelled at by the president. <laughs> uh, and really, the only person who won in this episode was Connor. Somehow. So he gets control of European cable. But again, that was something that Logan promised right. while he was sick. Right. So it's oh, like, how is that, that the thing that stuck? More just the idea that uh, the president wasn't going to run again. So now he thinks he can run for president. Oh, right. Yeah. Because Kendall, I mean, as much as like, you know, Shiv had a tough time and Roman had a tough time, like Kendall was an ass clown yeah the entire episode yeah and he seems like he is uh he's really walking himself into some sort of disaster that uh hasn't happened yet but i'm sure will is going to yeah yeah i mean that is a guy where like it is amazing because you start out the season kind of rooting for him Mm -hmm. and then the rest of the season has just systematically like made it made him it's like made him get worse and worse and worse like any uh, ounce of power goes immediately to his head right um and you know culminating this time in him like he he walks around calling himself the puppet master as if he has any influence whatsoever on <laughs> what the waystar team or what you know Stu and sandy are doing right um so he thinks he's like controlling both sides and like that's clearly not the case mm-hmm. and then when he just awkwardly walks out on stage <laughs> and like takes the microphone and gives a speech, you know, asking for like a moment of silence for, for all the victims, you know, and it's just at a board meeting. Right. So, and then the microphone gets cut off. Like he just looked like an idiot. Mm-hmm. And there is something very, very uh, entertaining, at least to me about the, the way that he's so, uh, He's, he's so dismissive of, like, the, the professionals around him, like the PR team who he just keeps on ignoring. Yeah. Um, that when they finally have enough and tell him off, I feel like I'm going to enjoy that scene quite a bit. Oh, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Uh, also, the I'll, whole thing about the rabbit? Oh, yeah, the rabbit, which might be dead. Yeah, it definitely was sick because mm-hmm. it ate a bagel. A bagel? 
<laughs> I meant to look up whether or not that was a thing. Can rabbits eat bagels? I'm sure it's nothing but uh, recaps now. Oh my gosh. I mean, rabbits can eat some weird stuff, but... They can eat their own poop. <laughs> unless no, it's made of unless it's bagel poop unless it's made of poop well because right. they don't their body it's actually like a whole thing their bodies don't digest that much of their food so there's a lot of like essentially quality <laughs> nutrients still in their poop so they can eat their poop and, and re-digest it um, which is a weird thing yeah it's very gross but the rabbits eat like carrots it's fine um, one other one other aspect of this episode that I thoroughly enjoyed was the uh, the minor uh, uh, subplot of all the kind of like the second tier people, so like Frank and uh, Carl, and how they have to keep stalling uh, during yeah. the during the shareholder address, and how you know Carl basically uh, uh, screws Frank and forces him to just like stay out there. And then the moment there's good news to announce, then Carl's like, oh, I'll, I'll handle this. Oh, yeah. And then Frank finally, like, getting Jerry to take over. And right. Jerry, you know. And it's just the empty things that they say. And, like, as you're watching, they, get, they start contradicting each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that had to be a miserable, like, presentation to sit through for everyone in the audience. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was terrible. Rabbits uh, can die from eating bagels. Why bagels specifically, or is it any bread? Well, the food gets impacted and stuck in the rabbit's stomach. Because uh, they don't digest things well. Right. Uh, oh. Wow. Also, we need to talk about Greg. Because <laughs> that... It's a ping pong ball. Oh my god. And it's just so sad because like I was content when he was a putz. Then every once in a while he's just shrewd enough to be interesting. And then he just immediately goes back to being a putz. And so it was like really satisfying when, you know, Grampy Ewan like kind of told him, <laughs> you know, like you, wh- how did he phrase this? Like you need to grow up or you need to I forget the exact line, but you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like I'm giving all of your inheritance to Greenpeace and I'm not going to get you another lawyer. Right. And you, you know. It's like you need to learn how to be a man. Basically, yeah. Was, was his sentiment. Was the sentiment. And it was, and it was spot on because it's, yeah. Um, but it, it also just, it strikes me because all, all of this could have been avoided if back when, he, when, you know, uh, he got the ultimatum about like either you know you get your again wasn't it like 200 million dollars or 250 million dollar inheritance mm-hmm. it's like either you know if you want that you need to quit waystar right and and like me i'm like yeah <laughs> why would you greg you're like you're a pothead who's like 22 like just quit like just quit. What like what could you possibly want from this like corporate, you know, ladder? Right. When you can just cut to the chase and you're you know, you have all this money. But he, you know, so he goes against him then and it's like, well, that was really the problem like And then I was thinking about it and it was like is that 
Is that one of those things where I don't understand rich people? Like, is $200 million, is that, like, not that much money? Well, after taxes and the nannies <laughs> and private school and mortgage, it adds up, Tori. Oh, my God. Because I'm like, you know, I like, how did that feel like chump change to him? Right. But then he wouldn't be somebody. He's just a rich person. That's who all. Was, who was he's given. Ever... Right. But now he wants, he's had a taste and he wants to be important. He was like I, an intern no. a year ago. And all of a sudden he's like in the middle of this. He wasn't even an intern. He's wearing a costume and puking <laughs> in it. But that's the other thing, right? Like. I don't think being rich is about being someone. I feel like it's like if you have that much money, you don't have to be anybody. Right. Like, <laughs> you literally don't. <laughs> you just have money. I'm not, like, capitalism is a flawed system. But this idea that, like, he's so, it's so ingrained in him that he, like, needs to climb this ladder that it's more important than just, like, like, why do you climb a ladder? Usually it's just to, to make more money. Right. To have a better lifestyle. It's like you can do all of that without this. Or take the money and go work for a different company. Right. Um, but at a different company, he doesn't have nepotism giving him advancement. So, anyway, uh, Greg made a lot of mistakes, and this is all going to bite him in the ass. <laughs> it, one thing that, that, that makes me think now is that there is a scenario where all of them lose. Like, are we headed for, like, a Seinfeldian ending where they actually get what they deserve somehow I mean probably not because it's not that kind of world but I don't even know what they deserve I think that I just always think about the fact that like these people don't know how to be happy Mm -hmm. so I don't know if it's what they deserve but like whatever the ending is they will not be satisfied right I mean I hope you know and it may not be like prison terms or you know I, I think the the, deteri- the rapid the continuing deterioration of Logan at key moments um, is going to be really interesting because it's like that to me is the seesaw of he's either going to fall apart at a moment where one of the kids can step up and solidify themselves mm-hmm. or what happened like what happened here it's you know because right now Logan is like he's losing his uh, reliability right so any of that power like he could have you know the reason why he was it seemed like he might have been willing to gamble on the vote was because he was expecting to go out and give a speech which might have swung them but when he was incapacitated he couldn't give a speech so there was no way to win more of those votes because nobody could do it but Logan is the thought right Um, so it's like either someone gets the chance to shine which Shiv seemed to except to Logan this time or the flip side is, you know, somebody steps in and what happened to Shiv? It's like Logan takes it out on them. Like, you know, the problem here isn't finding a successor. It's the fact that Logan is pathologically incapable of stepping back. Right. And so, yeah, like the company is going to tank because of Logan. Like he's going to ruin his own legacy. Right. And so maybe that's it. Maybe that's a tragedy. Like, these kids are just backstabbing each other and running around, and, like, they never had a shot. Not only are they not worthy, because all of them are broken human beings, but it was pointless to begin with. And it's, you know, the real question is, are, you know, is the company going to survive their egos or not? 
Right. And it's also, you just sit there and go, I don't like the company's garbage too. <laughs> like, I kind of hope it doesn't. <laughs> well, if it goes like, um, it's loosely inspired by the Murdoch family. And if it goes like that, they just sell off everything but the news network. And uh, one of the sons ends up take, pushing the other one out and taking over. Yeah. I mean, is Connor going to be the last one standing? Oh, God, that would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and he, like, gets the news network and becomes a personality, and then... I think he's going to become president. Hmm, no. maybe he just he <laughs> takes no. over European cable and he becomes, like, really g- good at it. Wow. I don't think he'll be good at anything. He might be successful. Or he could, yeah, he could blackmail his way up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Uh, is Tom going to go to prison? No. Not unless there's a time jump. Oh. And is Kendall going to implicate himself when he talks to DOJ? I'm sure. <laughs> I did watch that trailer, and it's like, and if, you know, are there any other illegal oh, things that right, happen right. that you witness? And you just see the look on his face. It's like, yeah, you killed a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Your daddy covered it up. Well, good show. And, you know, rabbits, don't give bagels to your rabbit. <laughs> yeah, don't give a bagel to your rabbit. Oh, that seems like one of those things where people are going to be like, I'm going to try. Oh, no. It's terrible. <laughs> Yep, good thing Succession continues to be entertaining. Oh, speaking of entertaining, Dustin. Yes. yes. What did you think of Yellow Jackets? Oh, I liked it a lot. Yeah? Yes. It's, yeah, it's totally a kind of show that I love. Like, Are you, gonna, you think you're going to stick with it? Oh, yeah. Like Lord Are of Cannibals going to be your new zombie? Maybe. <laughs> 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 it's like the right. epilogue to uh, Lord of the Rings. Uh, Lord of the Flies, sorry. <laughs> the prologue to Lord of the Rings is The <laughs> Hobbit. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> I, will, I, will, I will try to watch this show. It's good. It's really Promise. good. I know. I, I, I believe you. I'm just... Oh, and I believe both of you. I just... Sometimes, sometimes it's hard to get around to all the TV, you know? The pilot was good, but it, like, it took off for me when... Because it, it was a very late reveal of Christina Ricci's character. And once she came onto the scene, I was like, oh, I'm in. Like, she's crazy pants. Yes. All right. And you guys, I'm sure, loved the second episode of Dexter this week, right? Yeah. <laughs> definitely right. uh, Definitely remembered that there was a second episode. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Right. Uh, did you Did you enjoy it, Dustin? I did. I did. Yeah. I'm enjoying the season of Dexter. I actually was a little bummed that I didn't watch it because I read your recap and it did sound interesting. It is, yes. It's back to the, the noose tightening yes. vibe. And Wait, actually, can you explain something? Cause I, I was con- Why did they decide to set up the search party for the dead guy at Dexter's cabin where he was murdered? Um, because they knew the kid had gone hunting out in the woods and his place was the closest and also uh, he's sleeping with the chief of police 
So she was just like, oh, I can just totally, like, use my boyfriend's property. Yes. And meanwhile, he's like, shit. Yeah, but he's also like, "Uh, sure, go ahead. Oh, this is going to end so poorly. (laughs) It might. Although he always gets away with it. He does, and I kind of want him to get away with it again, because I actually do want another season. (laughs) If the writing's good, they can run forever with this. Has, uh, has, uh, uh, what's his name shown up yet? Oh, uh, Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown, yes. Yes. He is the father of the guy, of the guy that got killed last week. Right, right. Okay. Ugh. I'm so, I'm just not looking forward to him dying. <laughs> he might be responsible for the missing women. Which means he'll definitely die. Yes. Right. I need him to just be innocent so that maybe Dexter won't kill him. No, he's definitely going to die. <laughs> I know he is. And he dies all the time. Just, Why can't we just get a nice Clancy Brown vehicle where he doesn't die and it doesn't get canceled like Emergence? I don't know. The world is not fair. What was the last thing that Clancy Brown was in that he didn't die other than Emergence? Wait, but she was totally going to die and it just didn't happen in the first season. Didn't they heal him? Oh, did they? I thought that the 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 uh, mm. the creepy girl healed him. Somehow. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I don't know. It's been a while since since I watched it. Um, uh, let's see. I'm looking through his credits. <laughs> when was the last time he did? He does a lot of voice acting work, so that doesn't right. count. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm skipping past the voice acting. Um. Hmm. He anyway. dies all the time. It's he's like a uh, he's like a what's his name? Sean uh, Bean. Sean Bean, yes. Oh, I thought you were gonna say like Kenny from South Park. Oh, well, that, well, that too. Either one. Um. All right. Well, uh, before we wrap up, we had a brief game that we wanted to throw at Dustin. Okay. Yes. Because as we have may have mentioned already, it is Dustin's fiftieth birthday. It is yep. fiftieth birthday. <laughs> Dustin Stop. is fifty years old. <laughs> big Christ. five old man roll. The big five O. Which is or very thereabouts. exciting. Yeah. You know. I'm uh, not that old. Fifty ish. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the it's like the fifty Dustin, if you were to if you were to try to do like thirty something today as a TV show then it would be like 50-something because uh-huh. like, right, it's, uh-huh. it's, those 30-somethings were old. Keep it going. <laughs> and we're, you know, you either round up a little or you round down a little bit. Of, right. You know, we're just looking for like round numbers. I got you. Yeah. Um, 50 was the closest number we can come up with. <laughs> yes. So uh, so at, to celebrate Dustin's birthday, uh, which to, for the record is Monday when we're recording, not Wednesday or later when you're hearing this. Uh, but we wanted to gift Dustin with some television shows. Oh, God. That, uh, that he <laughs> We're sure watch. he'll love. We yeah. know that he's going to love these shows. Um, so it's going to be a little friendly competition. We're just going to, yeah. you know, uh, see whose presents are better. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so Dustin, you, you get to judge. That's oh, good. Place. All right. I get to so, uh, so first of all, I, I, I guess, uh, Totally okay. If I, okay. Yes. I so uh, I I was looking. I was trying to find. I know that you love 
uh, Friday Night Lights. Mm-hmm. And so I was trying to find another show that really, uh, really captured, you know, that, that combination of like teen drama and sports and competition and at like a high level and like family drama. And, uh, and what I was reminded of is the, uh, the four season, uh, ABC family show, make it or break it, what? which is available on Hulu. <laughs> I don't so, know what that is. So, it's a gymnastics show oh, God. It's about gymnasts trying to trying to make it. Uh-huh. Uh, I think they're trying to make an Olympic team, uh, the American Olympic team, to be clear. So you're also rooting for good old USA. Uh, four seasons on Hulu for you. You're welcome. Make it Happy or birthday, break Dustin. It. Thank you. But the break it could be really painful. That's true. That's true. Some of them. Some of them do break it. Uh, oh. Or I assume I, I I haven't watched it to be honest. Oh. But, <laughs> How did you even find the show? <laughs> I mean, you know, Dan spent a lot of time picking out a gift for you. I, I, I really dug through the, you know, the, the bin of history to find something that I thought would have all the elements that you would love. Like gymnastics. Which is, which is team, team drama mm-hmm. and sports. Mm-hmm. Look, Bring It On was amazing. It was. So yeah. I assume yeah. that okay. this is also amazing. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Um, well, unlike Dan, I didn't have to. I didn't have to dig. I actually had the good fortune of having something land in my lap oh, no, that just true. screamed Dustin, mm-hmm. just Dustin all over it. So, uh, and and you know, it's it's an upcoming show, so it's got that kind of shiny newness to it. It's you know, kind of exciting, uh, and it's it's all of <laughs> Dustin's favorite things. So it's uh, it's. Created, it's executive oh, no. produced by, this by, <laughs> by Lauren Michaels from SNL. Uh-huh. Um, it, it, it's an adult animated series, uh-huh. and Dustin loves <laughs> cartoons. Um, and here's the clincher it stars Kyle Mooney, uh-huh. Dustin's all time favorite Saturday Night Live cast member, uh-huh. as <laughs> twins. All of this is true. All of this is true. Just so it's your torture. It's, it's called Saturday Morning All Star Hits. It's going to be on Netflix. It's been ordered. Mm-hmm. Um, it will wait. premiere in December. Oh. And, uh, you know, I got that for you. Thank Dustin. you. Thank you. <laughs> so I good. just, you're going to love it. Mm-hmm. I know I have to watch it. You have to watch it. Gift, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I already came up with the, uh, the name of your recap segment for the podcast once it airs. Because mm-hmm. you're going to have to, you're going to have to, I know it like will land all at once, but <laughs> I'm still going to need you to do weekly recaps. Uh-huh. Right. Um, and it's going to be called Beneath Two Moonies. <laughs> um, but we got to figure out what the sound effect will be. Oh, I thought it could right. be Dan like gagging, but you know. We'll we'll workshop that. Mm. Yeah, we'll mm. figure that out. That's a that's a good gift. I don't know if I can beat it, but um, I might I might let me see if I can. I've got okay. I got a I've got another another gift for Dustin. All right. So Dustin, another television show that I know you love is uh, Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a it's a western. It's got, love, it's, got, okay. it's got big expanses and lots of family drama, and oh, uh, and you know so and horses, <laughs> and uh, you know. These are so so. I, I I really focused on the horse part. It's like, you know what? Dustin loves shows with horses, and what better show? What better show for Dustin than uh, the four season ABC Family show Wildfire? What the fuck? Which is free to watch on YouTube with ads. And by the way, it starred 
Genevieve Cortez, also known as Genevieve Padalecki, oh. uh, before before she met uh, uh, her husband Jared. So oh. does she ride horses? She does ride horses. Here's the plot. Oh, uh, according to Wikipedia, Wildfire follows troubled Chris Ferrillo, that's uh, Genevieve Cortez, uh, who, after serving time at a teen detention center, is given the opportunity to start a new life. Her talent with horses is recognized mm. by a volunteer and local trainer, Pablo, <laughs> Who arranges a job for her at the Ritter's family-run ranch, Raintree? You also love Jason Ritter, so, yeah, I, mean, so I don't yeah. know if it's the same. I don't know if there's a relate if they're related, but anyway, uh, thrown into a completely new environment, Chris must learn to deal with the challenges of fitting in and forming fiery relationships while trying not to disappoint the one family willing to give her a chance. It's basically the OC, but with horses, Dustin. So again, this I sounds mean, right up your alley. I mean, teen uh, drama, right there. Yeah. Uh, like anyway, it keeps going, odds. but yeah. Uh, it's it went for four seasons, fifty two episodes, really? all on YouTube for free. Yep, four seasons. Jesus, I've never so, heard of it. And we know Happy... that Jared Padalecki was your favorite yeah. Supernatural brother, right. so you know, <laughs> yeah, it's his wife. You'll, you'll love this. Worst. So happy birthday, Dustin! <laughs> Thank you, Dan. <laughs> all right, well, right on that one. Hold on to your butts. Okay. Because I have a show for Dustin. So I know that Dustin is really big on nostalgia. Um, big fan of the 80s and 90s. So there's a new show coming that celebrates all things 80s and 90s. Um, it's, uh, and I'm going to read it. It's wildly irreverent and slightly disturbing. Oh, Right. And we know Dustin loves things that are both funny and weird. Right. He loves weirdness. Yeah. Love it. It's just loves it. Loves the <laughs> things. Uh, and it is, uh, some of it is live action, oh. um, but it is a weird, it's a, it's a hybrid oh, <laughs> animated live action show. <laughs> right. um, but it, it's really, uh, it's a trip through the Saturday morning cartoon experience. And here's the kicker. It's just, <laughs> It stars Kyle Mooney as uh, twins. <laughs> <laughs> so for your second present, <laughs> you get Saturday morning all-star <laughs> Well, like Dustin, you, you obviously needed two of them for one for each of I the twins. I was never going to find a better show than that. Right. Yeah. It's got all, it ticks all of the boxes. It ticks boxes Dustin didn't even, like... It, like Kyle Mooney, but twice. <laughs> also, he's like writing it. Oh, God. And you love everything that so Kyle much. Mooney writes. There you go, so Dustin. Oh. It's a great, great gift. Um, uh, Dustin, we, we do have one more gift for oh, you. Oh, God. And yes. this, is, this is kind of more of a joint gift. You yes, know, it is. We, we didn't want to just mm -hmm. give you, uh, you know, obviously we're having fun with this, but we wanted to give you a serious gift uh -huh. uh, for your birthday. And so, so the the joint gift, the real gift, is that we we want to gift you this show. It's only been on for a couple of years, but we think that we think you'll really enjoy it. Um, it has been named the best show of the year by uh, very esteemed critics. So you know, you know, it's you know, it's quality. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Tori, what what else? What else should you know about this show? Uh, well, I think he already. Doesn't he already know? I don't oh. know. Does he already know? 
Wait, I need a sidebar. Which one are we talking about? <laughs> huh? We're talking about the the one that that I mentioned at the end. <gasps> oh. Yeah. Oh right. no no go go go. Okay. Yes. So it's a, uh, it's a uh, it's it's been on for I believe two seasons. Is that yes. right, Tori? Yeah, two seasons. Uh, some some critics have called it the best show of the year. Uh, possibly both times, I believe. Probably both years. Probably Let's say both, both years. years. Yeah. It certainly um, deserved it both years. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of like an indie show because it's really like, it's you know it's kind of small stories, just like just kind of meandering, you know characters just getting into trouble and getting out of trouble uh-huh, and then uh-huh. and they move on to the next adventure you know it's 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 like a throwback to to classic uh classic western television uh classic westerns like gunsmoke and uh <laughs> renegade <laughs> <laughs> and uh and uh i don't know tori tori why don't you why don't you bonanza. <laughs> and bonanza, no, it's yes. bonanza. <laughs> uh well See, I thought we were going with the the medical dramas. Oh. Are we not giving him a medical drama? Do we have a medical drama to give him? Oh, there's only one medical <laughs> drama. Oh. You know, we have two gifts for you, Dustin. We actually have a third. Because <laughs> we have the other upcoming one that we're in we're still currently making for him oh what is that one i don't even remember it's coming to hbo max wait are you finish yours okay and then we'll yeah yes i'm sorry 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 so so this gift dustin i'm i'm sorry i've been i've been very vague i've been beating around the bush but uh it's it's a little television show called the mandalorian (laughs) and it's it's all yours to enjoy you're welcome we know you'll you'll love it. It's a it's a sensation, and it will be, uh-huh. and we know it'll be back for many we know years. You probably haven't heard of it before. No, but, no, that was um, new to me. You know, yeah, um, and we know you love cute things and yeah. and half hour episodes of mm-hmm. delight. <laughs> all true, all true. Um, and obviously, right. like the resident is always there for you. Right, right. Um, but no, we the one that we're working on for yes, you. Yes, sorry. Yes, this one's this one's Tori's. I this one's very well. No, it's both of ours. You right. you also you discovered this. This is. I had a vision and and Dan made it happen. So, uh, and this one's really exciting. So it's been announced. We don't know when it's coming. But it will be on HBO Max. So, uh, like we're we're being serious this time. It's like an actual. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be good. Right. Um. And it is, it's based on an acclaimed novel, mm-hmm. um, and I'm sure they're going to do a, a, a sweeping uh, adaptation of it. Um, and you love book adaptations, you know. Maybe it'll even star Nicole Kidman. No, no. Um, we don't know. I don't know who she'd play, but um, <clears throat> but I've heard I've heard you're uh, very familiar with this book, and so I was so excited. I was just like, oh, you know. It's not just little women. Like, what else can we <laughs> see adapted for him? And uh, we found it. It's happening. HBO Max has got the rights to Snow Crash. <sighs> so they announced that, you know, a couple years ago. Uh, and I'm sure it's in the pipeline. Maybe they're definitely whenever. still working on it. They're definitely. Well, it's going to take a while to get that yeah. one right. And, you know, yeah. I'm sure it'll be kind of keying up whenever <laughs> Westworld, you know, starts winding down so you you have that to look forward I to cannot You're, wait. yeah cannot that's coming wait. that's that's all for you buddy <laughs> so much television all for you dustin so much i tell you i would watch all of those shows before i would watch uh 
Wheel of Time. Even the Kyle Mooney one? Wow. Well, okay, not the Kyle Mooney one. <laughs> really? Because, I mean, okay. you're you're yeah. going to have to. <laughs> I can't. Oh, when does Wheel of Time come out? It's pretty Friday. Soon. It's this week? Yeah. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah, because this is the week that Cowboy Bebop, Wheel of Time, and... Ghostbusters. Uh, well, yeah, but also uh, the second season of The Great. Oh, oh, that was oh. the one I care about. Oh, my God, that's a lot. But it's like Whiplash. It's like, you know, Netflix, right. Amazon, and Hulu are all... That that might be too much TV. And I mean, not that... Obviously, I don't... I, I miss most of it, but... Um... Well, it's pretty easy. You just don't watch Wheel of Time, and you don't watch... The, oh, I'm definitely watching Cowboy Bebop. Let's, yeah, let's like, be come on. Like, everybody says it's, it's getting terrible. terrible reviews. I don't care, though. Like, I want to know how bad it is. Wait, what's getting terrible reviews? Cowboy Bebop. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh. I'm still going to watch it. Yeah, me too. I think that I saw that Sepinwell liked it. Because he, he, he wasn't familiar with the original. So maybe that might be crucial. That might help, yeah. yeah. Otherwise, you're just going to compare it unfavorably. Right. Well, I, you know, it's like I, as I feel like I've demonstrated time and again, I don't need things to be good for them to be worth my time. That's true. <laughs> like, I, I, I admire uh, a big swing and a miss mm-hmm. sometimes. Like, I just, I want to see the swing no matter how it pans out. So, I'll watch it. And maybe it will be terrible, but it'll still be interesting to see why I probably I'm excited should, I should have bigger standards mm-hmm. I think so are you watching Will of Time I never read the books yeah. so I don't know why I'm supposed to care about it I, I haven't <laughs> read the books either but I read about the books and oh my god does it not sound good not to me like, are there dragons uh, I don't remember but it sounds like a lot of Lord of the Rings type bullshit. Wait, is the Wheel of Time, does it form a sinkhole? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I like. I might give it a shot just in the sense of like, I never read the book, so maybe it would get me into the books. But I'm, it's it, because I have no familiarity, I'm not like excited about it. Mm-hmm. It's something I'll get to. I am excited for The Great because I really love that show. Yeah, it's really good. (laughs) It's so good. And Gillian Anderson is playing her mom. Oh, Um, that's so good. Yeah. I feel like I should have known that. Oh, well. Oh, what's Um, not so good, by the way, is Mayor Kingstown. It's not bad, but it's not good. Some people really like it. They're Wait, wrong. is that that's the Hawkeye one, right? Yeah. Well, yes, Renner. Yeah. And Kyle Chandler, who uh, gets killed oh, about love- forty minutes into the uh, series. Oh. And you're like, what the fuck? Why did what? And you're you like, you can't kill Coach Taylor. I know. Yeah. And then you're like, why am I watching? Still watching this? Coach Taylor's not in it. And then you kept watching. Yeah, I did. I mean, Renner is pretty good, and it is Taylor Sheridan, and I'm a middle-aged man, so I'm obligated. <laughs> is is Taylor Sheridan, like, your anime? 
Like, Dan and I are like, we'll watch Cowboy Bebop no matter what. And you're like, I'll watch the white dude show no matter what. Oh. I don't... I I don't know what it is. Because I don't... I mean, they're not good shows, but I... They're irresistible, yes. Yeah. But anime is good. At least you think so. Mm-hmm. These are just... Yeah. Well, Cowboy Bebop... I mean, not all anime is good. I watch a lot of anime. Not all of it's... Some some of it's better than others. Probably better than Taylor Sheridan. No, oh, probably. I don't get it. But he's he's got a knack for something. <laughs> Alright. Taylor Dustin, Sheridan. Dustin Catnip. That's right. Knack for something. <laughs> uh, d- before we go, Dustin, I, I have a question. Uh-huh. Because uh, this was actually on my list of gifts for you, but I ended up not, not gifting it. Uh, have you ever watched uh, Brothers and Sisters? I haven't. I am, okay. That's the Rob Lowe and yeah. I was just curious because I, I mean it's it's kind of it's like a family. It's just like a pure family drama, but like it it feels like the like just looking at the cast is so insane that I'm like, oh, why did I never watch this? Yeah, like, I feel like that uh, too. But it has I, Dave Annabel, Sally Field, Calista Flockhart, Balthazar Getty, Rachel Griffith, uh, Rob Lowe, Emily Van Camp. Uh, Matthew Reese, Ron Rifkin, oh, like there's just like it's just like names upon names in this show. Um, I don't know. It's, it's all the people that you love. Yeah, and it's uh, on Hulu, so that's not a gift because you know I might enjoy we, it. We, we gave you plenty of gifts. Well, <laughs> this one, this one just didn't feel like a you show. Uh, sure, you know, sure. but. <laughs> No, I mean, well, no, it's that thing where it's like when you buy somebody, you know, you're not going to buy the thing that you think the person already has. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You want to get them something that they never knew they wanted in the first place, mm-hmm. like two Kyle Noonies. <laughs> right. What if, Dustin, what if you watch this show and then by the end of it, you are a huge Kyle Mooney fan? Like the biggest. Oh, yeah. Like everything, everything about his humor just suddenly absolutely clicks for no you. Chance. Mm-hmm. No chance of that. So you say that, but... It could happen. It cannot. And I don't think I will ever like uh, Atari Antelopoulos. Is that his name? Did I say that right? What? Hey. Aristotle Atari? Oh, God damn it. <laughs> How dare you? Oh, my God. His robot was delightful. His oh. his. His comedian Dustin, robot. I, oh, I noticed how Dustin didn't even bother to embed that clip. He was like, it was so bad. Here. What are you talking about? It was so bad. It was great. Yeah, it was... Also, you were like, I'm going to improve my my. I did, ratings. didn't I? This... No. <laughs> you were still so mean. Yeah. Your ratings were actually, I mean, the, worst. The, the episode was not as good as last week's episode. Right. But, but your ratings somehow got harsher. What? <laughs> We gave an eight to something that was like not an eight. I don't remember what it was. Oh no, no, it was it was that Keenan uh, sketch, uh, the kids, paranormal kids. That and, was a that was a good sketch. Yeah, and we gave it an eight, but I mean it wasn't a good sketch. It was just Keenan was really good in it. It was. They were both good in it. He and it was didn't funny. do anything, and that was like the problem with the episode. They just said use him very much yeah they could have used him more but it was still a good sketch yes but yeah no I noticed you yeah wouldn't even embed the robot clip <laughs> he's the worst except oh for Paul Mooney 
Damn it, I really thought I had pronounced this thing correctly this time. <laughs> Nowhere in the ballpark. <laughs> it was, not, it was somebody bit. else's name. <laughs> <laughs> well, that seems like a good place to end I the think show. So. Yeah. Um, we haven't sung to Dustin yet, though. We not. haven't. Let's Do we not. end on a song? No. We could try. We Can could we try. Not? All right, well, let's count it in. I wish okay. I had a harmonica. Okay, oh, ready? I must do right. this. Okay. One, two, three. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to, to you. It's a really long song. <laughs> Happy <laughs> birthday Why are you singing it so slowly? Not rehearsed. We did that on the fly. That was live. You're okay. no, that was live. No. And, um, uh, we are available for parties. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, also on Cameo. Yeah. Also, don't forget that, that Tori will read any ad. Like any ad. Just and send it to her. And, give some money. and apparently, as we've discovered, I'll sing. Yeah. <laughs> in slow fucking motion. In slow motion. I will drag well, it's, it out. It's important to do that so that the people who are listening at 1.5x the way that Dustin would are get it at normal speed. Uh-huh. If anyone, yeah, that's true. And if anyone wants to send me uh, drug side effects to sing, <laughs> I can do that slowly, painfully slowly. Uh, all right, that's the show. We will be back next week, uh, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. We'll be back next week, I'm assuming. Uh, oh, yeah, we just talked about all the. TV that there is God, so much. There's too much. There's too much. There's too yeah, we're gonna have busy weekends. So we're gonna have busy weekends. Um, uh, anyway, have a good night. Good night, good night everybody. everybody. <laughs> <laughs>